This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome to another edition, a board game edition, of the MFG cast. You make it sound surprising. I Yeah, it is surprising, isn't it? No. That we're just living this life, we're making it through. I don't know, I'm He's already... getting too deep. <laughs> I know, I can't help it. In this episode, we're going to be previewing the game Space Lion by Solus Game Studio. Designed by Chris Solis. Artist, multiples. Is that what it says? No. Oh, I, <laughs> I got you. Oh, but I'm. Yeah, no. It's uh, we got lots of different people that have worked on it. We've got graphic design by Bridget Indelicato and Chris Solis. We've got character design by Jessica Solis. We've got artist Alex Tantras and Andres Blanco. Nice. Got lots of different people working Holy on it. Holy moly! Which is awesome. Yeah. Let's give the deets on the game. Okie dokie. So you already said who it was designed by. Mm -hmm. It is a game that plays two to five players. 30 to 60 minutes. And they rate this game as a medium high. I'm assuming that is difficulty. the difficulty level. That's right. For those that are looking for ratings of games to select to play. Mm-hmm. Should I tell the story on what Space Lion is about? If I say no, you'll still read it. I will. And he likes to do dramatic readings <clears throat> for those that haven't heard this before. That's right. So I guess this is your platform. It is. Take it away. All right. Johnny or Kurt. Alien armies are attacking on all fronts. You are the commanding officer of a huge battle. While your fighting abilities are incredible, they are limited. You can't be everywhere at once, so you need to choose your battles carefully. Be the last army standing to win the game. Space Lion takes place between two colliding galaxies. The human race has been lost in the stars for generations, and planets are only habitable for a short time before armies must move on. Armies will protect their territories at all costs, but sometimes compromise isn't always possible. Not with such a limited amount of time. Yeah, so this Space Lion game is a is a skirmish card game for two to four players. Did you just use the word skirmish? I did. I love that word. Skirmish. Skirmish. Where basically the armies are battling each other to be the dominant army. Or it is neck and neck. That's right. Yep. At least when we played it, it was neck and neck. It was neck and neck, actually. It was neck and neck until the end, which we shall not talk about. 
because we do not want to start fights. And fights are something you want to start in the game, but not outside the of the table. game. Yes, that's right. Um, we're going to be specifically talking about a two-player game because we were sent a prototype copy of this game in a two-player format. We didn't have a three or two four-player armies, so we didn't have armies for a three to four-player game, which is fine because we don't really play a lot of three-and-up games as far as players go, so it was nice to be able to play a two-player, so we'll be specifically talking about two-player. So let's set the scene on how playing this game looks. Okay. Real high-level overview of how the a two-player setup is. So each player gets seven cards for their faction, and they range from zero value to six. And some of the cards have additional abilities on the bottom of them, and others are just values, fight values, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, strength is strength, what they call thank it. thank you. Mm-hmm. Strength, fight. Yeah. I don't know. Kind In my eyes, thing. they're kind of the same. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Anyway, so you're setting up for play lanes. And basically, during the game, you're selecting up to four cards that you're able to use to fight against the other faction. But you're placing the cards face down. So you could have a lane that you don't actually even play a card. Mm -hmm. Or you could have a lane where you play two cards. Or you have a lane... Where you play two and one and one or whatever. And then there's a game board also where you can play one of your army cards as a like a planning card. So mm-hmm. it has another ability that is strictly for planning. Yeah, and those are actually your player boards for your army. So like each yep. player is going to get a, a player board where they can do the... One card on there as far as the planning goes, and then the other cards go out into the on the table or whatever for the armies. So like Tracy was kind of saying with like playing the cards in the lanes, like you could put you can either put zero, one, or two cards in each lane, and then up to four cards total on the battle on the battlefield basically yep. on the table. And what we found as we're playing is the army cards that have those planning abilities don't happen until you upgrade your armies, leveling up your armies. At least my faction didn't. Yeah, unless, did, unless of course, you? you have a hero that has a planning phase. So oh, like, see, in my, when I played, I didn't have a hero that had a... Um, I didn't select a hero that had any sort of action for planning. Yeah, so technically... Yeah. Before the game even starts, you're actually selecting a hero mm-hmm. from some yellow hero cards, and you're actually taking that card and that number and switching it out with one of the army cards from your hand, and that's going out of the game. Yep, and that's the only one that will be potentially unique to you. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest, I think, are filler cards kind of for each of the factions between player the first player and the second player yeah. in this instance. Yeah. yeah. And, and then in, in subsequent other games for the three and four player games, like these other armies will be, you know, have different, you know, abilities and stuff like that tailored to their factions. We actually played the blue Leon faction and then the red Leon 
faction. Yep. And so you're basically taking turns each round back and forth. So the first player, I think they reference it as you're actually getting the priority token. I kind of viewed it as like a first player token. Mm -hmm. So that priority token, whoever has that one first, actually lays their cards down or selects whoever whatever they're going to do with their fight mm-hmm. or for battle. They lay those down first. Then the next player comes in and they lay down whatever they want face down. And then you're flipping your cards over to determine next steps. So because of whoever has the priority token, Excuse me, man, that's hard to say. Whoever has the priority token gets to determine what order or what lane they want to select as fighting first. Mm -hmm. So if they feel like maybe lane, uh, the right lane will complement the left lane or something like that, some of the cards kind of pair or coordinate together. And so there might be a specific order you'd like to play them in. So there's a benefit to having that priority token. Yeah. And then you battle back and forth based on strength to see who wins. If you end up with the same strength value, then you have a clash. Basically, you're voiding out each other's scores and nobody wins that. Otherwise, you're flipping over the lane tokens to show that whomever lost basically was defeated that round. And then as you proceed throughout the game, then those are being, one of them's being removed. And then eventually you'll remove your hit point tokens. Hit point tokens. I'm showing Kurt (laughs) and he's reading my mind. And then whoever loses their three hit point tokens first that live on their player mat, lose the game. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. And, and one, and one thing that we kind of left out those tokens that are in the lanes are actually towers. Those are towers that oh, are pro- towers, yes. protecting your armies and stuff like that. So like the one side of the token is your untouched tower. And then once it's damaged, you flip it to the other side and it says damaged on it. And then once it's damaged one more time, it's technically removed out of the game and it's not protecting so, yeah, you. Nothing's protecting. That's right. Yeah. There's no barrier in between you Besides your army. Mm -hmm. And so you have to defend without any sort of power protecting you anymore. That's right. And um, there's other... There's other items that they've added to it. So there's um, some military. I used a lot of that in the game. So there's a card that... um, I can't remember what that card was. Do you remember? Uh, I I can't remember exactly. I think it might have been a marine, I think. That adds yes. two, yep. two military tokens to the spot that you're in, and you actually start out with six of them. Yep. And so for me, I chose to drop those two military tokens where I had played my military card, and then those tokens stayed there throughout the game. So they helped kind of enhance my play as I was going, but I could have actually moved that card to a different tower or mm-hmm. lane also to start defeating that. And then on the player board, there's also a feature that allows uh, for a nuke. And you can only use it once, but if you feel like you want to torture, okay, maybe not. If you feel like you want to add a little a bit of an element of like surprise, 
to the gameplay, you can actually place it if you feel like like maybe you're going to completely get annihilated by the other player and maybe they would collect a hit point from you or um, take away your tower or something, you can place the nuke over the top and it completely clashes or remember clashing would be voiding out those points and it basically wipes out anything that ever happened in that lane fight or battle. Yeah, so like... I remember, like, you can, there in this game, too, there's, like, a hacker, I think, or no, not the hacker, I think it's the robot, the Zero One, and that one can, you can upgrade some of your cards, so, like, your cards that, your army that you start out with, okay, so it's actually not a robot, it's a worker, but they, to me, they look like they're robots, and they actually, you can upgrade one of your cards from a level one to a level two, so, like, you have your captain, who is a number six, and say you want to upgrade him. The upgrade for the captain, as far as like the one that I had, I think I had the red Leon team or whatever um, faction, and uh, it said that if you ended up defeating in this lane, if you won the battle by like was it like five or more or something like that, then you actually would take double damage. So where you were saying the nuke, that would come in really handy. Like, say, like, you didn't have a tower, and I used my my captain, and I actually had um, the amount of points to do double damage to you, you could throw that nuke there and say, you know what, this lane is at a clash, and nothing happens. So that's kind of a cool little, like, oh, you, want, you thought you were going to do something fun, guess what, I'm negating that. Yeah, and my uh, captain was the same way, where it was, I think it was six six or higher strength um something about it being doubled that mm-hmm. i would do double damage or six or yeah i can't remember something about double damage yeah um there's also a really cool one where um the hacker which you kind of reference it a little bit but this one kind of fools with the other player too because if you use this one in a battle and you go against somebody and you think, well, they're going to try to get me on this one because um, they know they're going to score points or something. If they play card that's five or more, it actually becomes a zero. So the hacker card reads that um, enemy and allied units actually five plus become a zero. And so it's... It's kind of nice because it basically changes the um, any five, like five or six valued cards or any type of cards to a zero, and it essentially makes them potentially lower than you. Yeah, but you also have to be careful, too, that you don't have your faction be a five or more either, otherwise it kind of negates you, too. Yep, which, which has happened. Mm-hmm. So then there's other, there's other moves with... Um, when you exhaust cards, when you can uh, regenerate and put them back in your hand and things like that. We won't really talk about those types of things. Those happen, you know, along the way and the phases and the plays. But the basic gist of the game is, you know, battling between players, which, like Kurt alluded to, is we had the two-player battles mm-hmm. back and forth. And then whoever lost lost their towers, then lost their hit points, lost the game, 
Yeah. So once you lose those three hit points, you know, you lose and you're out of the game. In multiple player games, you would actually shrink the field a little bit and then play on until one faction is left standing. But uh, another thing we didn't reference, too, is that when you're going to take damage to some of your towers, you can actually take a hit point instead, which is dicey because you're only ha- you only have those three hit points to start. But that again, that's another option that you can have. Yeah, we never did that. No, we never did. Yeah, we never did that. No. Yeah, I uh, we're not going to review this game, but I would kind of like to hit some points that I enjoyed about the game regardless. The art is amazing. The graphic design and the characters they drew up for this and the colors are very inviting. Like, I just, every time I see the the faction cards and stuff like that, I'm like, that's really cool. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get the other factions. There's up to five factions that are going to be in the in this game when it comes out. And I would be excited to see how the other factions look and stuff like that. Like, you can, there's some YouTube videos out right now if you want to take a look at those, you know, it's just, it's very vibrant colors. It looks great. Another thing I really liked is I felt like, I always really like skirmish games where there's kind of that that unknown. I like the face down cards. You know, when you're actually putting your cards out on the battlefield, they're face down. When you're doing the planning cards, those are actually face up on your player board. So there's some, you know, some known stuff. There's some you know, hidden stuff. There's also some cards that can kind of affect, like, I know, Tracy, you played a card where you could look at one of my, or you did a planning card where you could actually look at one of my cards, so that could affect how you're putting down some of your cards when you it was your turn, you know? So yeah, and then I looked at the wrong card. Yeah, and and that's just sometimes just the <laughs> yeah, chance it's you a, take. It's a luck of the look. Mm-hmm. Luck of the look. For sure, and even though, like, another thing, like, <clears throat> with the, um... What's that token that you use for first player? It's called the priority. The token. priority token. Like even though you have the priority of putting down your cards first, sometimes the other players in turn can be like, okay, well this person put two cards here. Maybe they're gonna have something where they're gonna have a high level of strength there. So I'm gonna play that card that turns your strength into zero if you have a high enough thing. So it's like. Something or they like could that. be just fooling you. Exactly, exactly. So you, it's that unknown, It's which makes it exciting in that respect, too. Because mm-hmm. you, you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could you could think you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think this game is very well put together. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really have any, like, negatives to really think about at the time as far as, like, when we played it with these two factions that we had. Now, if we play with the other factions and maybe there's something there, maybe I would have something different to say. But as far as what we've kind of seen playing this game, like I don't really see any negatives that come out of it unless you're not a skirmish, not a battle skirmish player. You know, might be something that's you know not your type. But then you wouldn't be looking into this anyway. So well, and you and I had alluded to this. I'm not a real big battle skirmish yeah cut up player i'm just trying to get that skirmish word yeah right mm-hmm. um not a real big battle skirmish player but i don't for me it didn't i don't know that it mattered no no it seemed like you had fun when we were playing so. until the very end yeah 
where I keep alluding that I lost. <laughs> um, I thought I was doing really, really good. And then all of a sudden, it was all downhill. So, so you're saying it had nothing to do with the game. It just had to do no, with the game. No, it had nothing to do with the game. It was just that I stink. Um, you didn't stink. You just act. You just we it, like you alluded to before. It actually was neck and neck into the end. It was. So. Yeah. What's cool too is that I I think that the the rule. I know we're not reviewing it or anything like that, but I think that they have the the instructions laid out really nice, and like the appendix in the back of the instructions are very helpful because mm-hmm. I feel like we referenced that that for some of the like the terminology with. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of one of the terminologies limited what that meant or um, persistent and things like that, just to to double check that we knew what that meant. But the glossary in the back was very helpful. But then also, I think it's cool that they have a have a QR code in the instructions, too, if you want to play a soundtrack that they've compiled for the game Mm -hmm. while you're playing. Which is kind of, I, I feel like we tend to see that more. Yeah, and I always like that. I like the immersive experience. Yeah, so if you're one of those those type of people um, that like to, to add a little bit of tunage to your gameplay that would make sense for the type of game that you're playing, they have it all set up for you too. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's our preview of Space Lion by Chris Solis and Solis Game Studio. Thank you to Solis Game Studio for the preview copy of this. So make sure you go to GameFound on August 23rd and check out Space Lion and help fund it. Which is an alternate to Kickstarter, which I think is awesome. If this is something that you're really excited about, please take a look. We had a lot of fun playing the game. Thank you again for letting us have this preview copy. And until next time... I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.